Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, the top five traits to attract your wife. My name is Mike Frazier, MD, and I help high-achieving men save their marriages. So what I want to start with is the top unattractive traits. These are things that you're probably doing now, or at least did in the past that drove your wife away or causing difficulties in your marriage right now. So one of the biggest ones, guys, is trying to win her back. Now, I have a free training on this on my website, MikeFraserMD.com. It's going to talk you, talk you through the big three mistakes guys make when trying to win their wife back. But the this trying to win her back is a huge one, causes lots of problems. So the reason why is it puts you in this really negative state, it makes you feel needy, desperate. You know, you're like, oh, I got to I gotta get her back. I got to do these nice things. I got to do all this. You know, what's going to work? What's going to drive her away more? I can't do that. I'm, you're kind of walking on eggshells a lot. Um and then when it stops working, right, you do something nice for her. She still says she wants to leave you. You get angry, right? You get hopeless. So all these, they create these negative emotional states that all drive her away. So that's one big attractive trait. Another big, unattra- big unattractive trait, <laughs> trying to win her back. Another very unattractive trait is breaking promises. So if you were unfaithful to her emotionally or sexually, you know, that's breaking a big promise. Another one that I tend to see guys that have been married a longer time, you know, their wife all of a sudden decides to leave them is just that they haven't been prioritizing her over time. They haven't been understanding her well. They haven't been courting her. They haven't been understanding her hopes, needs, dreams, fears. They haven't created that emotional and mental intimacy that you kind of promised to do with her, but you didn't follow through. Another big one for high achieving guys is this, what I call one up mentality. This comes from, you know, David Schnarch, um, who kind of came up with some of these ideas, but this, um, just thinking that your thoughts or your opinions or ideas are better than hers. Okay. When it comes to money, you know, if you're a high achieving man, a lot of times you make most of the money or all the money in your family that kind of puts you in this thinking pattern, like, well, you know, I'm better than her, or I know more than her about money. She just spends it and you get mad at her for spending it. Um, with sex, right? You feel like it's owed to you, or you feel like you're more sexually adventurous than your wife. With in-laws, you don't really like hers. You prefer yours. With parenting, you think her ideas aren't as good. Um, with religion, you think the way you believe is better than hers. With housework, you either think she owes it all to you, or you know, you just don't do your side or you feel like you do more than your side and, you know, she owes you for that. So this one of thinking guys, big top unattractive trait, especially for high achieving guys, we tend to fall into this because it actually helps us at work. It just hurts us at home. Sometimes it helps us at work. <laughs> so we're going to talk today about the type five top attractive traits. These are based on the Bible character traits of God. And I've been going through the bibleproject.com right now. Awesome. I definitely recommend it to anybody wanting to understand the Bible better. Even if you're not a religious person, like these character traits, they're going to work no matter what. So it's based on a scripture in Exodus chapter 34, verses six and seven. It says, the Lord God, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, overflowing with loyal love and faithfulness. So these are what we're going to talk about. 
right? And this phrase is repeated many times throughout the Bible to tell us who God is, okay? So for us, especially if you're a Christian guy, you know, you want to embody Christian traits. But again, even if you're not, these are traits that are extremely attractive to women and ones that are going to help you attract your wife back. So first off is compassionate. The way that I'm going to describe this is your ability to get into your wife's shoes. So from my personal marriage, so my wife, she went through really terrible sexual abuse for a long part of her life. That's made sex difficult for us. That has made me very upset at times throughout our marriage. Um, But that's not being very compassionate, right? If I'm getting upset, you know, about that, that, you know, sex is hard for her because of what she's been through, that's not being very compassionate. So I actually, I had a car accident several years ago. And ever since I had that car accident, you know, whenever I change lanes, when it's dark out, I kind of hesitate, a little worried about that. I like take a deep breath. And that was something pretty minor, but going through that, it just helped me kind of relate the two like men. So my wife, she's had so many negative sexual experiences, so many negative emotions, so many negative things attached with sex. Like, of course, if, if we go into it, you know, she could have these things come up just like sometimes I have that come up from this car accident, right? It helped me really get into her shoes better and understand her more. Okay. I started thinking, man, how would it be to have these terrible memories with sex? And I feel much more compassionate towards her. Guess what? She's a lot more attracted towards me then. Guess what else? Then sex is more likely to happen because now I'm approaching it from a way that's understanding of her and being compassionate, understanding that is attractive instead of like, oh, you owe it to me. And yeah, you know, it's hard for you, but it's hard for me too, right? Trying to like one up how hard it is. I used to do that a lot. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's hard on you, but it's hard for me not to ever have sex. So guess what? That's not very attractive. Um, or just recently my wife, she hurt her back and I had had that exact same back injury. So I knew a hundred percent how that felt. And because of that, because I knew the pain, I also knew how to help her. Like I was like, here's some exercises to do. I know these help, right? That's compassion. That's getting into her shoes, understanding her without regard to me. I was just working with the guy today and, you know, trying to to talk about this idea. And he kept still relating it back to himself, right? Saying, oh yeah, my wife was hurt by what I did because she wanted me to help her. It's like, well, kind of, but you just need to separate yourself completely. And what kind of helped him was it was to think in uh, kind of like the way we treat a, a kid, right? We're like, oh, our kid's hungry. We don't think our kid's hungry and they want me to feed them. Like you see the difference, but it's just uh, compassion, right? Getting into their shoes without regard to ourselves, right? Trying to help her. If your wife's depressed or anxious, just try to understand how might that feel to be in that state. A lot of times we tend to make that about ourselves. Again, we're not really compassionate. We're trying to say, okay, that's hard on her. And, you know, well, it's hard on me too, that kind of thing, right? So there's another scripture from the Book of Mormon, Alma chapter seven, verse 12. It's talking about Jesus. He says, he'll take upon him their infirmities that his bowels may be filled with mercy according to the flesh that he may know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to their infirmities. So in other words, like Jesus went through all these hard things so he could really deeply understand our pain. And that's how we want it to be. That's an extremely attractive trait to really get into your wife's shoes, understand her at a deep level and kind of releasing any consequence for that saying, yeah, I can still understand her and she still might not choose me, but I'm still going to choose to understand her. Right. Okay. So compassion, that's the number one attractive trait. And it's attractive because you get her, you understand her. Okay. She feels safe 
when you understand her. She feels understood by you, and that is extremely attractive. All right, next up, gracious. So to me, what this is, is a willingness to give a gift without strings attached. So a lot of times when guys are marriages in trouble, they'll do nice things for their wife, but it's all geared towards trying to win her back. That's like the ultimate string attached to what you're doing. Okay. So it's like throwing a rope out and trying to rip her back to you. You know, she's trying to run away and you're like, no, 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 here's a present. Here's this and this. It's like trying to like grab her and tackle her or like, you know, lasso her and bring her back. Okay. It doesn't work. Okay. That's strings attached and your wife doesn't like that unattractive. Okay. Instead, you want to choose to give to your wife, whether that's gifts or time or doing nice things for her because you want to. And again, compassion will help because you're just going to be in that mindset of, okay, here's what she's struggling with. Here's what I think would be useful to her. Right. And there's not a string attached to it. It's just like, look, you're in need and I, I want to help you like you would with a kid or even like with a pet, right? With a pet, you don't think, oh, well, like I'll give my pet food and then maybe they'll like me more right? That's kind of what you're doing when you're doing these nice things, but you, you know, you're expecting something back with the strings attached, right? So instead it's like, no, you know, dog, here's your food. And and a lot of times it happens that your dog appreciates you because of that, right? But it doesn't have to, you're going to feed the dog anyway. Okay. Same idea here. When you're gracious, you just give the gift because you know it's needed and helpful. Okay. Now, what you want to be careful with, with this is, you know, not to give more than you actually want to, because this is a sneaky way where we get back into strings attached and it leads to resentment, right? It leads to anger. It's what I call being a mosquito, right? You're doing these nice things, but you expect something back. It's a string attached. You want to suck off that attention, appreciation, affection, sex, bringing your wife back to you. Okay. So, you know, if you're being a mosquito, if you start getting resentful for the gifts that you're giving, right? So like you might want to buy her a $10 lunch, Okay. You say, Hey, you know, she really likes Subway. I'm going to get her Subway for lunch. But then mosquito kicks in, right? And you're like, well, you know, what if I get her a hundred dollar lunch? What if I get her like a a steak dinner that she really loves? Right. And send that, you know, that's probably more likely to have her like me. Right. And win her back. So, you know, that's then that mosquito mode. So you got to be careful, right? You know, she's hungry. You know, she's kind of overwhelmed at work. You're like, Hey, I could send her this, you know, and she'd appreciate that. Or I could kind of try to be sneaky and give her something really big. So she sees like, I care about her. And there's sort of like a subtle message in there. Like, Hey, maybe you couldn't afford this if I didn't do it for you. Right. So that's what you got to be careful of. So you, you know, you're doing it with strings attached by how you respond. If she isn't very impressed. Okay. So like, if you send her that $10 lunch and you don't get a thank you back, you're like, ah, oh, you know, too bad I didn't get a thank you, but look, I did it because I knew she's hungry and would appreciate it, right? And you're not really too upset. Maybe you're a little disappointed, but you're not like mad or resentful about it. But if you get that $100 lunch for her and you're like, what? No, thank you. I can't believe this, right? You know you were being a mosquito because you're so mad that you didn't get the response that you wanted. So you know that gift had strings attached to it if you get resentful when you don't get what you were expecting, right? When you don't get attention, appreciation, affection back. Okay. So being gracious again, it's giving gifts without expecting or needing something back without strings attached. All right. Slow to anger. So a part of this is pretty straightforward, I think, right? Where you don't easily lose your temper, right? You're not yelling, you're not screaming, right? You're not doing all that. But it's also that you, 
it's not that you never get mad. Remember, it's slow to anger. It's not never get angry. A lot of people used to tell me, oh, you're never mad. You're never mad. But really, like I was mad. I just wasn't telling anybody. <laughs> and my anger would come out in kind of like sneaky ways, right? So like, and this can happen with guys, right? Where we hide our anger. And then that leads to kind of these subtle ways that we try to hurt our wife. So that might be like withholding affection, right? Your wife wants to hold hands and you kind of don't. Or withholding money. Well, I used to, you know, spend money on this for you. Now I'm not going to, right? Or help. Oh, well, I used to help with this. Now I'm not going to because you won't have sex with me or, you know, you want to leave me. So I'm not going to help with the kids as much as I used to. Just saying mean words or hurtful things, you know, uh, turning to pornography or turning to other women. That's like a clear way that you're trying to hurt your wife. Even though some guy will say, no, I'm just turning to it because I need a release or whatever. Look, you promised to direct your sexuality towards your wife and now you're not. That's hurtful to her. Okay. So, you know, being slow to anger, being patient, right? When you're compassionate, okay, you're, you're going to be slow to anger because you're trying to understand her well. Now, it doesn't mean she's never going to do things that are over the line or rude or mean to you, right? Because she might still. And then you might get a little bit angry, but there's a way, there's an immature way to let her know that you're angry and there's a mature way. Okay. So a slow to anger person expresses anger in a, in a mature way. A quick to anger person expresses it in an immature way. Okay. So immature ways are what we're talking about here, right? You lose your template or you get, you, you get mad or you withhold stuff or, you know, you kind of subtly hurt your wife. A mature way and way to be slow to anger is just to say stuff like, Hey, I didn't like it when you did this. You know, I thought this way, I felt this way. And then making a request, would you do this instead? So for example, I didn't like it when you kept criticizing my driving. Okay. This is a, a real life example from our marriage, right? I, I felt angry because it seemed like you were criticizing me. Okay. Would you please not make those comments when I drive or like you can drive if it's, you know, if it's going to be hard to not do that. Right. So this is what my wife and I ended up doing. Right. I was able to kind of express this in a more mature way. And, you know, we were able to get through this. Right. So Again, it's not that you never bring anything up that's bothering you. That's not what slow to anger means. It means when you do it, you do it in a mature way and you're approaching it from compassion first. So you're not just like jumping straight into, oh, that was rude or, oh yeah, that was disrespectful to me. Some uh, couple of guys I work with have that issue. And I've had that too, where everything comes across as disrespectful. That's really a lack of compassion. You know, you're not trying to understand where your wife's coming from. You're just all of a sudden jumping to, she's disrespecting me, right? That's quick to anger. That's not slow to anger. And you're not being mature about expressing it. Loyal love. Okay. <clears throat> so good example. This is Ruth in the Bible. So Ruth's husband dies, her father-in-law dies, her brother dies. So it's just her and her widowed mother-in-law, Naomi. And so there's nothing really to tie Ruth to Naomi. And, and in fact, Naomi says, hey, look, you know, get on with your life. You need to find a new person to be with, right? But Ruth chooses to stay with Naomi. And Ruth says to Naomi, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Okay. So what I want you to understand about loyal love is why does she choose this? Why does she choose to be with Naomi? It's just because that's who she is. It's not that Naomi was like super amazing or whatever. Maybe she was, we don't really know. But either way, like Ruth just chose, like I'm choosing to be with you. That's loyal love. I'm going to be with you. Not that you've done anything particularly spectacular, right? But that's, I've chosen to be with you. And so I'm going to continue to choose to be with you. So when you're married, right? 
you want to have this loyal love. Even if you decide to get divorced, right? My opinion on this is as long as you're married, you need to demonstrate this loyal love. Like I'm not going to have an affair with anybody. I'm not going to do any of this stuff. I'm going to choose to be with you as long as we're together. Okay. Because it's practice, right? Like loyal love, that's an attractive trait. You know, when your wife knows she can count on you, that's super attractive, right? When you're someone who chooses to be faithful and loving and loyal, okay, it's attractive, right? So one of the best examples of this in the program has been, his name's Aaron Hook. He's on a couple of the, the videos that we have on the on the website and stuff. But he really had this approach to his wife. He was like, look, my wife could go to jail. She could murder somebody and I'm still going to be with her, right? Now I'm going to still create appropriate boundaries. We might have to get separated or whatever, but I'm not going to divorce her. Like that's how loyal his love was. And because of that, and because he's able to do some of these other traits too, you know, and be able to communicate well and all that, he was able to have her choose to stay with him. You know, even though he had been unfaithful in the past, he really shifted over to this loyal love approach, right? And his wife saw it. Now they're great because he was able to embody these things. All right. Last one, faithfulness. So this is just being trustworthy. And this is like the foundation, right? Being a man of your word, doing what you say you're going to do. Okay. It's straightforward, right? A part of this that goes a little deeper though, is following through with your commitment to someone, even if they don't follow through with theirs to you. Right. So we just talked about Aaron with that. So if your wife was unfaithful, right. Being faithful in return, you got to ask yourself, am I going to have an affair in return or not? Okay. If I'm faithful, I'm going to, I'm going to honor my marriage vow, even if my wife didn't. Okay. That's what faithfulness means. You're still going to be faithful, even if your wife isn't. What if your wife hurts you, right? Are you going to hurt her back or not? If she's dishonest to you, does that give you the right to be dishonest to her? In a way it does, but not if you're just choosing to be a faithful man. Okay. Not if you're just choosing to be a trustworthy man, because that's who you want to be. Okay. So guys, faithfulness, trustworthiness, that's the core, right? That's what makes you super attractive, feel super strong, super solid, right? These are character traits of God too. If you believe in God, like I do, you know, he's there, right? No matter what God demonstrates all these things toward us. That's why in the program, if you believe in God, I really recommend you uh, build up that relationship because the better, you know, God, the better type of husband and man and father you can be. All right. So in summary, becoming attractive to your wife, it's a lot more than just like dressing better or saying the right words. You know, we we talk about communication in the program and that's important, but more than that, the program, the strongman system, it's about becoming a great man. You know, and for Christians, a man that's like God and Jesus, you know, that's what it's about. Even if you're not a Christian, right? I think you can understand that having these character traits of being loving, of being understanding, of being loyal, being faithful, right? That's attractive. That's the kind of man that great women want. Okay. So as a review, right? Being compassionate, putting yourself in her shoes, understanding her and helping her without regard to you, right? Just saying she needs this. I'm going to help her with this. Gracious, giving without strings attached. Okay. It comes with that, right? So compassionate is you understand what your wife needs. Gracious is you help her without, you know, according to what she needs, without those strings attached. You're slow to anger. It means you're patient. You don't get upset easily. And when you're compassionate, it's easier to do that. And when you are angry, right, expressing that in a more mature way. And look, you won't always do that. Sometimes you'll you'll lose your temper or whatever, but then you come back and you apologize and you address it in a mature way, okay? 
loyal love, being committed to her because that's what you choose. Not that she like earned it or anything. You're just like, no, I choose you. I'm staying with you. Okay. And then faithfulness, being honest and trustworthy and choosing to treat her with respect and faithfulness, even if she does not treat you that way. Okay. All this guys, it creates such a solid foundation of who you are. It makes you feel so good about who you are when you live this way. Okay. And it's extremely attractive to your wife. This is the most likely thing to win your wife back. Nobody can guarantee your wife's going to choose you because everybody has their own free choice. But when you focus on becoming a great choice, when you focus on building up these character traits and these strengths and these communication skills, okay, that's the most likely thing that will win her back because you're an attractive man at that point. So in the strongman system, I teach you exactly how to do this, how to build trust, which is really about this, building these character traits, how to communicate expertly, understand her, express yourself well, get to win-win agreements. And then intimacy, how do you really connect at that deep level, emotionally, mentally, and physically, sexually? All right, so come join us in the Strongman System. You can find out about it at MikeFraserMD.com. There's also free training there, the three fatal mistakes high-achieving men make when trying to save their marriage. So you can watch that first if you want to kind of get more of an introduction, or you can just click on work with me and we can start working together right away in the Strongman System. All right, men, stay strong. See you next episode. And again, that's MikeFraserMD.com to check out the, the program and those resources. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.